I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Returning remains. Finding yesterday's missing heroes. On KSL News Radio. Welcome back, Brian Martin with KSL News Radio here in studio with BYU history professor Jill Crandall. We've been talking this entire hour about returning remains using today's technology to find yesterday's missing heroes. This is such an awesome program, Professor BYU, using genealogy to reconnect these soldiers with families. Uh, and this is a kind of a small group that you have over at BYU who's been kind of tasked from a division, an agency within the Department of Defense, to, like, team up with them and to use genealogy in this extraordinary way to try to team some of these missing in action soldiers from so long ago. How many cases do you guys think that you've uh, that you've been assigned? We've been assigned 66 cases so far, um, and we have completed the reports on 50 of them. We have more in process right now. Wow. And whether or not those have been successful, unfortunately, confidentiality prevents you guys from knowing whether, yeah, <laughs> hey, we, we, we've got a, a soldier over here back with the family. You just, you just simply aren't, aren't being told that, literally because of, uh, obviously, confidentiality laws, right? That's correct. Yeah. And we respect their privacy and yeah. realize that's not part of our job. But um, it's nice to know that what we're doing will probably help some of those families that we're researching, and we're happy to do it. This is difficult, though. This is not easy, is it? I mean, when people hear genealogy, the, you know, some people who have looked into genealogy already realize that genealogy is not easy. I mean, it, this, is, this can take a lot of time. Yes, that's correct. It, there is no push-button genealogy. <laughs> we, um, we go through an awful lot of research, lots of hours of work on each of these cases, um, looking at public records that are available to us to help track down these families. And um, it's, it's a fascinating puzzle to solve for every case that we're given. Hmm. Uh, and and these, are, these are soldiers, and this is work that's really going on all around the country. I mean, you know, the, the government is trying to find people, of course, everywhere, including here in Utah. I, I mean, there's, we have stories that there's, I think, 34 missing soldiers from just the Korean War here in the state of Utah. Yes. So, I mean, you can go through and, I mean, there's 80,000, 80, I think, missing soldiers from since World War II in this yes. country. more than that. More than more that. More than yeah. that. It's, it might even be at least 82,000. I'm not sure of the correct number, but it's definitely over 80,000. This is daunting work then. So, it is, and, and it's a long-term work. That we won't run out of work soon. Wow. So. Now, I know you were, we were talking uh, off the break here about this uh, family event coming up in Salt Lake City, of all places. This is next April. Is that right? Tell us about what's going on here. That's correct. Um, the DPAA has regular meetings around the country at various um, cities, 
and they rotate around the country so that they can contact families from all over the country. And what they do is they have what they call a family event. They meet with the families of missing soldiers, and they do their very best to account for whatever information they know about the soldiers, to um, consult with and talk to the families to help them um, with anything that they need at this time as far as, you know, learning about what happened to their soldiers. And um, they encourage the families to participate in these events. And um, anybody who has a soldier from Utah who is still missing back to World War II is welcome to attend these meetings. And so family members might want to go to the DPAA's website. It's um, dpaa.mil. And at that website, there um, is information about these family events. You can contact the DPAA and let them know that you're interested in attending, and um, they will be in touch with you from there. Yeah. Because I'm sure, man, I, I can't even imagine what some of these families might be going through. I mean, there's there's families that, you know, worry about this and would love some closure that wake up every single day going, I still don't know what happened to great-grandpa, or I still don't know what happened to my dad's great-grandfather or a great-uncle or whatever. He just kind of disappeared. And they've made it almost their lifelong mission to try to fulfill that and to try to track down, you know, that loved one from so many years ago. Yes, there was one family that we contacted that um, the person that was called um, got very emotional and said that she had grown up seeing her grandmother, I believe it was a grandmother, um, praying every day that her son would be found and returned. And that was her prayer to the day she died. And so this relative was so touched by the fact that we are still trying. And they were excited about the fact that um, they're working with DNA now to help return these soldiers. That is really impressive. Um, let's, let's mention again how BYU really is the only university in the country, I believe, to offer a four-year genealogy degree. How, how impressive is that to you in this line of work? Well, I um, really appreciate the opportunity to be part of this program at BYU because it is unique. Um, there are other universities that um, have different kinds of programs, but BYU's Family History Program is a bachelor's degree with dedicated faculty on campus specifically for a family history degree. And um, it's a, absolutely amazing to be part of that, to be training these students, and to be able to work with projects like this that show how meaningful genealogy can be to our families as we learn more about who we are and where we came from and what our family members have done. I've got a feeling that that, that 80 students that you have right now majoring in this might be going up a, a lot, I we think, once, so. once uh, this, this word gets out. This really kind of just gives a brand new mission to genealogy. I mean, I've, let's be honest, a lot of people hear genealogy and they go, oh my gosh, you know, don't even get me going. It's just <laughs> boring or whatever. But when you can start attaching almost a face to what is happening here, especially at BYU with this DPAA, this agency within the DOD, I mean, it's just, it's really kind of coming to life on its own, isn't it? It is. And there's actually many fields that use genealogists. Um, we have genealogists working with lawyers who are um, dealing with probate cases. We have them working with biology people with DNA. We have them working for libraries and archives where patrons are coming in wanting to use the facilities um, to, to research their own families. Um, we have computer science students that need to know about family history to do all the programming for family history. So there are a lot of different areas where genealogists are needed. 
All right, so this upcoming family event in Salt Lake City that's going to be here for the first time, that's coming up again in April. People might be hearing about this for the very first time on the radio right now going, whoa, I, I need to go talk DNA with somebody. I need to get active here because I've got a missing in action soldier in my family from many years ago. Where should that this person be going at this point? Anybody who would like to volunteer to help with these cases or to donate DNA for their own family members needs to go to the DPAA website, and that's dpaa.mil. Um, there's a volunteer form there, and there's also ways to contact them to let them know who your soldier is and if you'd be willing to donate a sample of DNA to help identify these soldiers. Wow. Well, good luck in the, uh, in the process down there at BYU. Thank you so much. That's uh, BYU history professor Jill Crandall with me here in studio as we're talking about returning remains using today's technology to find yesterday's missing heroes, BYU's genealogy department reconnecting MIA soldiers with their families. This has been a special hour-long conference report. Thanks again to our friends over at the VA Salt Lake City Healthcare System. Have a fantastic day. Brian Martin with KSL News Radio.